Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I, t- I told someone that at work one time. He was just like, he was just going full fucking whiny mode. Like, oh, fucking, I'm, I'm sick of this job. I fucking, oh, I want to move. And all like my place. I'm like, dude, seriously, it sounds like you have an enormous black cock in your mouth. And I'd really appreciate it. He's like, did it have to be black? Oh, yes, it did. Uh, yeah, um, why wouldn't it be is really the, is really the question. Why do you assume... <laughs> That you would have a white cock in your mouth. That, that's <laughs> that's the real question. And never explain it. Never explain <laughs> it. What you what you want? What you what you want? Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas, coming to you from Los Angeles, California, and coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona, and the land of Narnia. Adam, a motherfucking Riley. It's true. It is. All of it. <laughs> You're sitting next to the lion right now, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> that reminds me, and this actually isn't on the round table but there was a <laughs> another <laughs> <There> was, edition <laughs> why not there was a uh there was this broad i guess she's like she hunts things like that's her that's her thing like she goes from to different locales where it's legal to hunt and she hunts exotic animals um this was on the news i was actually going to say it could be the douchebag but eh. um she shot a lion in africa uh, and she was posing, and like she was super cool with a big rifle and stuff like that. And people, of course, are doing. You shouldn't hunt such a beautiful creature. And there's the other side of humans are the bestest and fuck everything else. Right. Um, and <laughs> this dude was on this forum, and his main argument was because um, people saying hunting's wrong, you shouldn't hunt. Which they can go either way. It depends on the circumstance, I guess. But th- his main thing is like, I hunt all the time, and I eat everything, and and, um, you know, it's I'm using what I'm hunting and blah, blah, blah. And I, the only thing I posted was, oh, thank you for clearing that up. I didn't realize she had lion pie that night. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's completely obvious. She just shot the lion because she thought it was badass. Yeah, right. No, see, see, for me, like, hunting a lion from a distance and shooting it with a gun, that requires very little skill, if any. Anyone can really do that. Now, if she went up with just a bowie knife... And took that lion down. It's like, yeah, I took that lion down. Oh, what weapons did you use? My bare fucking hands. 
Exactly. Damn, I'd be like, God, respect. <laughs> no, I, I just, I, I am on the see. I don't, I don't really judge people on shit like this, but I'm on the side of the fence. Like, with the invention of the grocery store, <laughs> it's, it's really just not necessary to go out. Hell, hunting. Even is, the Seven Eleven. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hunting is necessary. Like that's why we have hunting season, so we don't have overpopulation of too many fucking ducks flapping around and shit. I mean, if you were but, if you were hunting for survival, you know, if there was yeah, no grocery store, nothing like that, and you were hunting for food or for you know using whatever it was. But I mean, it's like yeah, I hunt, and I use it for what to decorate your, you know, your flat or whatever. I mean. Yeah, but hunting an endangered speed, come on. Like, haven't we done enough damage? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, remember the podcast a couple of weeks ago where we had the 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 organization to save rhinos was offering the highest bidder to hunt a rhino? <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> have you spoken to the rhino about this? <laughs> Do we have any volunteers? <laughs> and all the rhinos step back except the one, they're like, what? Wait, what happened? What happened? Oh, oh man. Hey, fuck you guys. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> you guys suck dicks. That's all That's all I got to say. When I was a kid, I thought a rhino was a dinosaur. <laughs> when I was a little kid, like when I was like six, I was like, that's a dinosaur. I meant, like a dinosaur. I meant six years ago. <laughs> six minutes ago. <laughs> Until I found it on Wikipedia. Oh, it's not a dinosaur. Oh, shit. Scratch that off the dinosaur list. <laughs> I have a dinosaur list. <laughs> a list of dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> a list of dinosaurs. Okay, so scratch that one off along with the armadillo, the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Well, she can stay on the list. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh man. So, <laughs> so the PS4 came out on Friday. Um, it was funny too because like I'm sitting there and like for the first time in a long time, I actually literally have the money where I could actually go buy it. But you know, like you and I were talking, it was like wait six months, wait six months till all the shit gets out. So they work out all the shit, and then the you know PlayStation Network and everything else is working, and you have more than like five games to play. Um, but I'm standing there, and then like in my store, I'm I'm looking out, and like we're a corner store, so both sides leading to the front door are all glass, and next door is GameStop. So of course Friday, I'm seeing all these little pompous pricks walking around their PS4. I'm looking at them, and I'm like. It's fucking hating in the winter. <laughs> Seriously, I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I just wanted to, like, <laughs> take my dick and smack it against the window as they're walking by. <laughs> fuck you. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine a busy shopping center. And just, you, you can't, no one can hear you because it's so busy. But you just see in the distance, you banging on the window. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh, this motherfucker lost it. <laughs> oh, man. But it's just funny, too, because, like, yeah, so many people buy. I mean, they sold, what, a million? Like, a million um, consoles day one, right? They sold um, a little bit over a million in the first 24 hours of release. Um, granted, it has only been released in North America. Right. 
But, so that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but there's always there already. I, I saw some some article on the line that was like, uh, "Don't be too quick to be impressed with the whole million sold." I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> like, what's <laughs> like? Oh, let me guess. You're probably Microsoft fanboys. That's probably what it is. Uh, but I'm I was looking at it, and then of course you know you're reading all the issues and stuff like that. That well, not all the issues. The issues that happen with traditional ones and like you know you see the stuff blow up online and i just i sit there and i crack up because i'm like this happens every time this happens with iphones this happened with samsung this happens with uh playstation this is gonna happen with microsoft (laughs) and like you were saying earlier shit's gonna blow up with microsoft (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna be burnt hands and it's gonna make you sterile (laughs) And for those of you that are too young to remember, <laughs> when the original Xbox came out, the 360. Actually, no, the original Xbox, huh? That no, was the one with the. The 360 was the red ring thing. Right. The. Oh, the, the original, original Xbox, Xbox was the overheating the, power supply. Yeah, they had an overheating power supply. Yeah, so the <laughs> the power cord had that big brick that Microsoft insists on putting on everything, even though the other consoles don't have it. Um, and it used to get so hot. It, it, this thing would practically melt to the floor alien blood style. Like, it was crazy. Like, it was starting fires and shit. Yeah, I remember hearing them go. I remember that, and they stopped selling the original Xbox for a while because they yeah. were trying to fix the issue. And it's to me, it's just like, why? Why do you even have that? Why do you even have that bit on the Xbox? I don't. I never understood. Like, you look at the just two. We'll just do two consoles: Xbox 360 and PS3. PS3 is just a single cord. It doesn't even have a grounding anything on it. It's just a right. single two prong on both sides. And the Xbox 360, which is this massive proprietary port. Go into this huge brick that goes to the wall. What the fuck? Is there a nuclear reactor in the 360? Okay, granted, in the slim, it came down a little bit. But in the original Xbox... Did it come down to a single cord? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. But, you know, (laughs) the size of the proprietary plug (laughs) did come down a little bit. (laughs) I remember when I... uh, I remember because I I bought my, uh, my original Xbox 360. The one that I think I sold you, right? Um, the one that yeah. you destroyed. Uh, <laughs> My kids destroyed it. Um, I remember getting that. I got that off eBay. And I remember getting it and just looking at the. I'm like getting the thing. I'm like, oh, this isn't too big. Then this is the fucking power supply and the cord. I'm like, holy shit! What does this plug into? A fucking DeLorean thing was fucking huge. I think Prius charger cables aren't quite as bad as that. I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> and then it of course use- it never fits anywhere. You have to try to figure out where you're going to plant the supply because, one, if it does burn through, you don't want it burning everything else. Dude, that supply was so big that you had to make a space for it as if it was another Xbox. <laughs> like, like, fuck, where am I going to put this thing? I remember I had a configuration where it was like it would always fall. And when it fell, it would move the Xbox. That's how heavy it was. And I'd, <laughs> I'd always go, huh? <laughs> it's a pain in the oh, ass. man. I know, right? Well, my uh, PlayStation sat there just in its superiority going, <laughs> yeah, how's my uh, feather-like cable working out for you? Fuck. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, man. Uh, but, uh, 
really quickly, I wanted to touch on this one, and um, Adam's been keeping up on it, and as as have I here. Um, last was it last week or the week before? Double check real quick. I think um, it was last week. Was it? Um, no, it was two weeks ago. Mm. And we mentioned uh, San Francisco as being the epic person of the week. Um, podcast one twenty seven. And it was basically the Make-A-Wish Foundation giving this little dude, Miles, the ability to play Batman. And San Francisco turned itself into Gotham City to let this kid fulfill any dream that any geek would have would be to be Batman. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, from uh, Comic Books Resources, they did this short little article about it, and I just kind of wanted to just read it. Read it real quick. Um, this happened on Friday. And uh, San Francisco is Gotham City for a day with the Make-A-Wish Greater Bay Area on Friday, granting the wish of five-year-old Miles, better known as Bat-Kid. The Make-A-Wish Foundation has seen its plans for a day of costumed um, adventures for Miles come to fruition, teaming up with DC Comics icon Batman to take on the Penguin, the Riddler, and even riding around town in his own Batmobile, which was a fucking Ferrari, by the way. That was, yeah. That's like that's boss mode right there. Uh, the day is uh, the day was scheduled to culminate with Batkid receiving the key, key to the city uh, from the San, Diego, uh, San Francisco Mayor Ed Lee. Miles was in uh, Tulake in Siskiyou County, North San Francisco, and dis- and is described by Make a Wish as a superhero lover. Rarely seen not wearing a costume on one of, um, of one of his idols. The organization states that it's been fighting. He's been fighting leukemia since he was a year old and is now in remission and the treatment ending last month. Quote: This wish was meant clo- um, has meant closure for our family and an end to over three years of putting toxic drugs into our son's body. Miles' mother Natalie is quoted in a statement: This wish has become kind of a family reunion and is our celebration of his treatment completion uh make a wish greater bay area along with news outlets and spectators literally the internet stopped when this happened um it was actually kind of nice to see that have been documenting uh the day through social media using twitter hashtag sf bat kid um and you can actually go to comic book resources and see some of the pictures of him in there and he was totally handling like beast mode that picture of the of the riddler yeah. Look, look fucking sick. Yeah, it was. And uh, that guy that played the penguin was totally uh, Burgess Meredith from the 60s show. <laughs> well, it looks like they kind of went 60s on it anyway, because it is yeah. a little kid. Yeah. It's get too dark. <laughs> Danny DeVito's. <laughs> Danny penguin DeVito's puppet. all fucking eating a raw fish, you know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, everybody... Uh, all the news outlets and everybody went crazy on it, and it was it was pretty awesome to see. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, to me it was just a it kind of it kind of gave you the feels, you know, and, or in Adam's case, make him wish he had some kind of illness that, yeah, you know, he could. I'm a little more twisted. <laughs> like, man, I wish I was sick. I want to be Batman, <laughs> and then wish I was immediately not sick <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> No, I thought it was really cool because, you know, the kid, you know, the kid probably has a lot. Well, he obviously has a lot he has to deal with that a, a kid his age shouldn't have to deal with. Yeah. So it's cool that he uh, he gets 
live some dreams, baby. That was I know, right? cool. And he was he was about it too. Like he was he was running down that street. Oh yeah. I'm gonna save this bitch. <laughs> he was <laughs> he was so into it. It was cool. Yeah, it was a little much when he was like, "Swear to me," uh, but you know, <laughs> "Swear to me." I was like, "Damn!" Gave me the chills. Kid's a method actor here, man. <laughs> he was hanging. Pe- he was hanging people off of buildings, and they weren't even in it. I knew. <laughs> this dude eating falafel just got kind of like <laughs> pulled up onto the side of the building. <laughs> um, oh, really quickly, this isn't in the show notes, but um, uh, this little thing. Uh, for those of you that are on our. Uh, uh, that are following our Instagram, the Lazy Geeks, one word on Instagram. Uh, I have these uh, Doctor Who dolls that I posted on there, and I mentioned them a couple of weeks ago in the podcast. And I, I was gonna try to find the card, and I found the business card of the person that makes these really awesome Doctor Who dolls. Um, it's the one with uh, the one that I got had uh, the tenth Doctor in the bathrobe after his regeneration. The regular 10 and then um, the 11th with the Fez. And um, it's actually made by The Happy Maker. Sells it on Etsy. So you can, if you guys go to our Instagram, the Lazy Geeks, one word, and check out the picture, you'll be able to see and go to uh, Etsy.com slash shop slash The Happy Maker. She makes these plush things by hand. It's ridiculous. Fucking amazing quality, good design on there. So. Really, really cool stuff. So I just wanted to make sure I followed up with that. You better step up this game now. He's gonna get millions of people now that you <laughs> plugged them. <laughs> I know, right? Hmm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so I got back into Magic: The Gathering a little bit. So I've always loved Magic: The Gathering, and I've always been sort of subpar at it <laughs> because um, I never have anyone to play with. You know, because most this is the itself. Shut up. This is the situation. <laughs> Magic the Gathering is is a is an extremely popular game. Extremely in America, anyway. I can't really speak for. I know it's popular in Europe and other places too, but extremely popular here. But most people don't talk about it openly all the time because not because they're like they don't want to be judged because who gives a fuck, but because you have to explain the no, fucking game. Judged. I don't talk about it in, in like public with people a lot because I have to expl- I end up having to explain the game and it takes forever to explain the game. So fuck everybody else, basically. <laughs> but I found out like a lot of a lot of cats at my job are playing it and I'm like, oh shit, so I've been getting into it. Uh I got my wife bought me an early Christmas gift, bought me some more cards and stuff because my wife's the shit. You know. <laughs> right. So I'm just happy I'm back into that. Because it's good to play it's good to have a game. Or something to do that doesn't involve staring at a screen. Kind of break away from it, you know, and do something where your eyes aren't being melted out of your head. <laughs> it's always nice. Um, but check this out. So today, um, I was at work, and we have recycling. We recycle their, uh, their like, old computers, and we get fucking nasty, dumb shit. Today, this dude, <laughs> he brought in a shopping cart full of three things. One was an old Atari oh, shit. with games and controllers. I immediately tried to hook it up, and it didn't work. <laughs> uh, I was like, we're keeping this shit, but no, it didn't work. Um, <laughs> the other one was an old iBook. Their Max laptop, mm-hmm. Apple's laptop. Oh, yeah. That was cool, Is, I guess. Isn't that, that the one that um, uh, uh, 
Jeff Goldblum saved the world in in ID4? No, his was a little older. This was oh. the fir- this was one of the first ones that were white. Ah, uh, racist. Either bastards. way, but the, the box was <laughs> the box was so old school, dude. It wasn't plain. It was, the whole box was a picture of someone in a denim fucking shirt <laughs> holding the iBook. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Um, the next thing was the best thing though. So it was an old Macintosh Plus. Um, I don't know if you remember these, but they were like a very small screen all containing the computer. They were kind of rectangular. Um, keyboard was a fucking phone a connection. So everything but the mouse, which kind of sucked. But it came with like the floppy disk. It had the original box that came with the system disks. Oh, and the and it had an unopened cassette tape that went along with the Apple Tor. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? It was so vintage. Best thing I found, though, I got... This is mint condition, too. It's not worth anything, but I thought it was cool. This computer's from 1985, so it's a year younger than me. Original manual, full cover with the spiral bound. I'm like, yes, I'm taking this. And then um, inside, under the manual, I almost missed it, was a damn sticker. The old Apple symbol, the one from the 80s that had the multicolors. I was like, oh, I'm putting this on my computer. (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't even like Apple, but I like old Apple. Back when they were the underdog. They're still right. the underdog, but back when they, they knew they were the underdog, <laughs> they weren't <laughs> pretending. Um, it, it, they just used to do cool shit. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was a good it was a good day for everyone. Um, and then I'm moving quickly through these because we're spending too much time here. Um, <laughs> real quick, Lord of the Rings Online on the 19th, which is tomorrow as we record, um, is doing... They're doing a big update, the Helm's Deep expansion, free-to-play game. Um, I'm bringing this up because if you like MMOs, for one, or if you used to play Lord of the Rings and kind of got tired of it, they're changing the entire system of, of uh, leveling it up, and now it's more of a three, kind of like how WoW used to be. It looks like that anyway. It's a three-tier specialization system, and it just looks really interesting, and if you're into it, check it out. Uh, yeah, and um, also, lastly, is uh, Doctor Who 50th anniversary is this weekend. Uh, BBC America is basically taking over, making everything Doctor Who. Uh, if you watched on Monday, you could actually see uh, The Science of Doctor Who with Brian Cox, which is actually pretty cool because it was a lecture lecture he was giving involving Doctor Who, but he also had cutaway scenes where he did Inside the TARDIS with Matt Smith. So... It was actually really cool where he was talking about using a black hole as, um, you know, kind of the science behind it where if you know anything about Doctor Who, he uses a black hole basically to funnel the um, the TARDIS. And uh, so that's kind of where they discussed that. And there was a lot of cool little things, but there's all the – they're doing the Doctors Revisited, all that stuff. Um, but this Friday at 9 East, 6 Pacific – they're going to show the um, Adventures in Time and Space, and it's the uh, 2013 movie of um, of how Doctor Who came into being. So how the BBC created it, and the dude from um, Harry Potter played the really creepy janitor dude. He's playing the original Doctor, and it's a two-hour movie that's going to premiere on Friday, and then 2:30 or 2:50. East Coast time, 11.50 West Coast, is the simulcast of the 50th anniversary. So all that's happening this week. So 
you know, everybody's going to be checking this out. Internet's going to blow up. If you haven't seen the mini episode, it's actually pretty badass. Uh, the mini sode, which was written by Stephen Moffat, has um, where John Hurt's doctor fits into the timeline. So it was really, really cool. It was released this weekend. It's on the website. Uh, just go to lazygeeks.com and you can see it's on the um, one of our featured stories on the front on the homepage. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess it's time we uh, jump into some news. So many people in movie news probably could get you guys the header. <laughs> movie news. Uh, many people have been wondering what um, what is happening with Marvel's character characters that ha- not have not wow I can't even speak now have not made it big enough um, have not been big enough to make it to the big screen Jesus uh, it seems that we now have an answer uh, Marvel will be working with Netflix to develop four live action series centering on four separate characters which will be followed by a Marvel's uh, the Defenders miniseries that brings all four of them together the first series out the door is Daredevil the rap is reporting that Cabin in the Woods and Cloverfield writer Drew Goodard will be writing the script for the series. Goodard is a good fit, as he mentions in an interview with Collider that he loved the characters. Quote, you're talking about a guy who had quotes from Daredevil painted on his wall growing up. When I was 18, I still had the uh, blood red door um, with, I've shown him that a man without hope is a man without fear, which is Daredevil's um, tagline. Uh, that's that is what I love. If we uh, can find the right project, I'd love to do it. While the details of the story remain unclear, it seems that the location of all four shows will be in Hell's Kitchen. The Daredevil series is slated to debut in 2015 when the Avengers: The uh, Age of Ultron will hit the big screen. The other series will focus on Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage. <laughs> um, okay, so now I'm getting as giddy as a schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be fucking awesome. I'm, uh, I'm really kind of surprised they're going with uh, Netflix, the Netflix way. But at the same time, kind of glad. Because it, yeah, because I can just watch it unrestricted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, don't have nice. to, you don't have to wait a week. You don't have to worry about, oh my god, is it going to get canceled? Because at least tell one story arc if it doesn't come back for a second season. You know, at least then you have one story arc. So it's kind of like... Um, the way the um, the way the UK tends to do t- television series, or the way cable has been doing television series now, but um, that's going to be sick. I can't wait to see Daredevil done properly. Yes, Daredevil. Hmm. Say you got to say it all proper. Daredevil. Daredevil. Have you seen that commercial where that guy is talking about the that it's it's VoIP um, VoIP phone? He goes, if you don't believe me, listen to this guy with a British accent. And then the guy basically does the same pitch, but does it in a British accent. And I was like, oh, so that makes it better now. That makes it yeah. believable. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so The Simpsons, you know, you might have you might have seen it. Maybe. Eh, maybe. Simpsons is the longest running animated show in the history of television <laughs> and has always been on Fox. For a while now, it's it's also the only fucking show they don't cancel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for a while now, it's been reported that Fox was looking at putting the show into syndication and running reruns on cable. That time has come, and FXX 
has the rights. <laughs> Another fox. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of funny. Um, quote, The Simpsons is the crown jewel of television and the longest-running, most successful comedy series in television history, which is a testament, which is testament to the amazing talents of Jim Brooks, Matt Groening, uh, Al Jean, and Gracie Films team. And the Gracie Films team. Said Chuck Shafter, uh, president, programming strategy, and COO of FX. Uh, he goes on to say this is a historic deal for FXX and FX Networks, and I don't believe there will ever be another one like it. Oh, Jesus. I think <laughs> you, they gave him fucking secret to life or something. Uh, the way it works is FXX and FX Now, which is, yeah, will get subsequent seasons as the new seasons air on Fox. Basically, that means at launch, FXX will have 24 seasons available to them, with an additional season added to their lineup when the current season wraps on Fox. Essentially, Fox doesn't want reruns of the current season running in syndication, which is a pretty normal setup in these kinds of deals. The bad news is you won't be seeing The Simpsons on Netflix anytime soon, so ad-free binge-watching can't be done unless you own the DVDs or Blu-rays. You will be able to access the shows digitally through uh, FX Now, and a Simpsons-only digital offering isn't exactly off the table. The show is big enough to offer their own pay-to-watch service if they wanted to. <laughs> but who they would? could, yeah. <laughs> but who um, would? No matter the details, the main takeaway from this is we can all watch classic Simpsons episodes on cable now. Happy holidays! And I'm actually excited about this because the Simpsons really shined. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not saying this. I watched a few, I've actually watched a few of the newer episodes. They're not bad. You know what I mean? But they're not the way it was back in the day. Oh, yeah. You know, because The Simpsons was like, they said some shocking shit sometimes for then. Right. And now you just have to wait an extra half an hour and the family guy comes on. So, yeah. Well, even then, I mean, even with like, well, the same thing happened with South Park. I mean, it was. You know, kind of like, whoa, this was cool. And then later it just became shocking just to be shocking. Yeah, now it's you know? just South Park humor. Like, right. Oh, yeah. We get it. Whoopee. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In gaming news, as, uh, as Sony's launched their PlayStation 4 this week, it seems that Sony is working hard on updating their software software usage terms. More importantly, their commitment to record their commitment to recording and monitoring your PlayStation network activity as well as your user generated media, the UGM. In a section of the company's updated software usage terms entitled We Are Are We Monitoring PSN, the company gives their usual yes and no answer. They reserve the right to monitor and record text and voice communications, or UMG, where they feel it necessary. For instance, when a user submits a grief report. Here's a full statement from the Sony, um, from Sony's site. Yes, but we can't monitor all PSN activity, and we make no commitment to do so. However, we reserve the right in our sole discretion to monitor and record all any or all of your PSN activity and to remove any of your UGM at the sole discretion without further notice to you. So basically they're saying we can't monitor all PSN activity, but we reserve the right to monitor any and uh, monitor and record any or all of your activity. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? wait a minute. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so who who are you not watching? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> your use of PSN and your um, community features may be recorded and collected by us or sent to us by other users as described in 13.1. Any information collected in this way, for example, your U- UGM, um, the content of your voice and text communication, videos of your gameplay, time and location of your activities, your name, your PSN online ID and IP address may be used uh, by us or our affiliate companies to enforce the terms and the SEN terms of service to comply with um, with the law to protect our rights and those of our licensors, users, and to protect the personal safety of our employees and users. What the fuck are you transmitting that's going to you know, disturb the personal safety of their employees. Um, I have no idea. (laughs) Um, This information may be passed to police and other appropriate authorities by accepting these software usage terms. You expressly consent to this. Other agreements required um, in the SUT include... uh, Acceptance of all software is licensed, not sold, and that players, quote, must not resell either disk-based software or software downloads unless expressly authorized by Sony. As the country is more aware of this type of monitoring as of late, it is a fair point, um, it's fair to point out that similar statements have appeared in terms and conditions uh, for the PlayStation 3, the PlayStation Vita, PSP, and Microsoft consoles. I think it's just... I, I simply think that people are more aware of it now, and it is something that we all need to get used to in this new digital age. You know, I know this is going to sound kind of shitty on my part, but I really don't give a fuck. Uh. Like, I've I've come to the point that if you want to watch what fucking video games I'm playing, knock yourself out. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's the, of course, looking at my bank information or, or stuff like that that's important I care about. And I understand the whole, well, where does it end and privacy and blah, blah, blah. It's just, whatever. If you don't like it, then don't use the damn thing. Just, I don't know. It's never going to change. So just get used to it. Yeah, that's I what mean, I think. I mean, to me, it just sounds like what they're doing is basically – Tell um, basically saying without saying it is that if you're bullying other people around, if you're trying to be a troll, we'll be able to get you. And that's good. Yeah. You know, because this is a situation I can't. And I know conspiracy theorists and and paranoid people think that there's some room somewhere with billions of people <laughs> all listening to our phone calls. But I really don't think if you're legit and you're not doing anything wrong, why would they be watching you just to bore themselves to death? Yeah. Because as interesting as you think your life is, it's not. You know, getting up, going to work, and playing the occasional video game is not something to write news about. (laughs) You know, so it's like nobody really gives a shit. I I don't know. It's just, I think people get a little too hung up on it. But I do agree with the, you know, where does it end? You know, you have to really pay attention. And honestly, they could could do this to sell or to, like, cater ads and stuff. And I think that's kind of dumb. But yeah, it's just not that big of a deal, I think. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. You want to see? You want to see that I was on Netflix watching them, watching them uh, fucking crazy movies. Go ahead. <laughs> Watch them with me. Yeah, if you want. What was it? Uh, that meme that was uh, when the government shut down, 
And I had the guy that goes, yeah, I want to do this to you. And Chris like, stop it. The government's listening. And then they show a picture of Obama on the phone. Go, now we're, uh, now we're uh, shut down. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, so while many may be waiting, many being some, Maybe waiting, <laughs> yeah, to see when the virtual reality headset, the Oculus Rift, with honestly one of the coolest names of, of any device, just Oculus Rift, um, will be making its way to the next gen consoles. Sounds Maybe, like a Star Trek villain, doesn't it? Uh, it looks like it looks like a Star Trek fucking device. Um, <laughs> you may be waiting for nothing. Creator of the <laughs> creator of the Rift, Palmer Lucky or Lucky. Whatever spoke with, <laughs> oh shit! Spoke with Tech Radar recently about consoles being quote too limited for the technology. Quote again: Consoles are too limited for what we want to do. <laughs> I love when I do that. Um, the twenty-one, the twenty-one it's year a old, gift. <laughs> yeah, the twenty-one year old Lucky said, "We're trying to make the best virtual reality device in the world, and we want to continue to innovate and upgrade every year." continue making progress internally and whenever we make big jumps we want to push that to the public the problem with consoles in general is that once they come out they're locked to a certain spec for a long long time he added look at the pcs that existed eight years ago they have been there there have been so many huge advantages since then advances since then and advantages why not (laughs) um now look at the vr hardware of today I think the jump we're going to see in the next four or five years is going to be massive. And already VR is a very intense thing. It requires rendering and high resolutions at over 60 frames a second in 3D. Okay, so while the Oculus Rift won't be making its way to the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4, don't count out virtual reality for the consoles just yet. Microsoft announced last year their own VR technology, um, codenamed Fortzella. Why? (laughs) Um, is in the works. Reports also say that Sony's own VR headset will be announced next year. So, well, it started out like he's kind of a douche. Like, please, consoles are too fucking, too limited for my shit. You know, but he makes a good point. If you really think about it, like, the PS3, which was just replaced, like, not even a week ago, right, was eight-year-old technology that we were using... Like, the, the graphics power of the PS3 has been passed many times <laughs> by, by the PC. I'm not, I'm not going to get into the PCs are better for game. Whatever you... We're all gamers, man. Whatever you use, let's all enjoy it together. I am, I'm all about that one love. You know, fuck it. Um, but PCs have the ability to be upgraded, and, and they, they're, they're not just used for gaming, so they come out more often for different things. So... I get his point, but I also think that if Microsoft and Sony jump on the VR thing, he's really limiting his target audience. So I think he should be working on a way to figure the fuck out how to get <laughs> how to get it onto the consoles too, because I think it is going to be a big deal in the future. Yeah, yeah. I just you know it's just funny where you know the new shit is out and you're just like it's limited. It's like. Well, yeah, the old one was, but you know. Well, I mean, he's he's right with the new one. I mean, yeah, right now, the new one is the new one. Right. But a year from now, it's going to be the same exact thing with a year old technology. Two years from now, two years old. Yeah, it's gonna. I get his point. 
that it's not upgradable. It's just the way he said it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck this shit. My shit's way too legit. <laughs> you know, it's kind of how it your comes shit off. can't even handle this. <laughs> but your girl can. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys come out of the corner. Oh! Sideways caps and shit. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Going on into comic news. Even though it was leaked a bit early during the whole New York Comic Con last month, it seems that Marvel has made it official. James Robinson and Leonard Kirk, interesting name, uh, will be taking over the Fantastic Four when the comic reboots in February, according to USA Today. When did USA Today become, like, the pinnacle of comic news? Like, every time they announce something, it's always USA Today. Because are they the only one that doesn't carry much in the way of other news? It is USA Today. Today, yeah, that's true. Uh, It was announced earlier this year that Matt Fraction's run on FF and Fantastic Four will be coming to an end due to his constraints and some of the other titles he's working on, most notably the Inhumanity event. The storyline of the first issue will focus on the core group, as well as Wyatt Wingfoot, Alicia Masters, and Doctor Doom, of course. Uh, what's the Fantastic Four without a bit of conflict? As they find themselves evicted from the back- Baxter building, again, uh, at odds with the Avengers, and the Thing is facing murder charges. Uh, quote, we are going to see the fragmentation of the family due to the villainous outside forces that are slowly picking at them and eroding them, Robinson told the newspaper. The arc I'm going to be telling is basically the fall and rise of the Fantastic Four, and especially the fall and rise of Johnny Storm. Johnny, who Robinson described as Justin Timberlake times 100, will be a particular focus of the writer's story, a superhero celebrity who finds himself facing life without his powers. Quote, this whole world of stardom and falling prey to the temptations and the um, trivials of of it will be an aspect that will be based upon things that happen to Johnny as the human torch. Both things tie with each other and are part of a uh, nefarious bigger picture. Don't expect a crossover just yet within humans. Quote, I'm not sure how much I'll be using them at the at the moment, mainly due to my not being sure quite what direction Matt Fraction is taking it. Makes more sense, especially since you don't want to keep your you want uh, makes more sense when you want to keep your title alone without involving the former author at all. (laughs) <laughs> this is mine. This is mine. Yeah. Let's remind everybody that who wrote this, then he'll realize just how much this sucks. Yeah. It's like, don't really want to do that. Yeah. Pretty much. So, speaking of things that could possibly suck, <laughs> there isn't much to this article. It was written in, written over there on IGN, and I cleverly stole it. Um, it's just kind of a, a post, but uh. At Marvel's Infinity panel, um, the publisher uh, – with the New York Comic Con, sorry. Uh, Marvel revealed that the Spirit of Vengeance would be making his return to Los Angeles. What? Spirit, Spirit of Vengeance being um, Ghost Rider, just in case you didn't know. Um, facing off with Mr. Hyde, a brand new person is in the title role, and a new creative team has joined the character – in the form of writer Philippe Smith and artist Trad Moore. So gone is the female ghostwriter of the last volume, and someone new is in the driver's seat. Who could it be? The series launches in March, so 
more news as it comes in. I just thought it was interesting because I think Ghost Rider could be such a fucking dope character if they stop fucking around. <laughs> like, for one, that will always be a Marvel Knights character. I don't even care if Marvel Knights isn't around anymore. Yeah. Like, you do not fucking PG Ghost Rider. He's cursed by the devil. Like, right then and there, you know, if my if my knowledge of Christian mythology holds... <laughs> you can't you can't really PG that, you know. Yeah. So I think it would be so badass if they just said, you know, fuck it, balls to the wall. This is an adult book. Beast mode. He's <laughs> killing everybody. If you cr- fucking jaywalk, you're getting the death stare. Like done and done, dude. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. I've always been a fan of Ghost Rider. Pretty much when he sticks with his own. Anytime they try to mesh it with another character or, you know, someone else in the, like, they did, I think, a little mini-series with Spider-Man. It just didn't feel right. Because who the fuck would hang out with Ghost Rider? Like, seriously. Well, it's the same thing. It's the same thing like The Punisher. Yeah, exactly. And they always, it's always Spider-Man. You ever notice that? Yeah. Spider-Man always is the tag-along for these, like, crazy fucking characters. And you're like, why? Why is Spider-Man even there? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the says the Spider-Man and Punisher really really yeah. well the whole Punisher Daredevil and Spider-Man they did last year miniseries it's like okay both of you guys have that code of no death no killing and you're teaming up with the Punisher yeah not Good really job, sure guys. yeah not sure how that's working out for you <laughs> yeah it's loner characters are loner characters they should stay that way but I don't know. I, I always have high hopes when I hear a Ghost Rider things going on. When the movie, a new movie's coming out, I'm like, well, maybe this one will be good. And I'm usually let down. Because yeah, um, Nicolas Cage seen, is still attached to it. I haven't seen the uh, the new one. Oh, don't. I, I, could, I couldn't even make it through half of it. Yeah, I heard it was shit. Yeah. Um, see, I, I don't know. Like, I saw this funny meme real quick. Uh, it was a picture of Nicolas Cage, and he was um, at a restaurant, and he was saying no to, like, a basket of bread. And it says, <laughs> look, Nicolas Cage finally turned down a roll. <laughs> I was rolling, dude. I was laughing so hard. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Moving on into tech news. Uh, people have been asking me if I regret not getting the PlayStation 4, which was released on Friday. Uh, the short answer, no. I've always been a firm, uh, always been firm in my belief that I would not get a new console within the first six months of its initial release, simply for some of the issues that users are experiencing now. Sony has published a troubleshooting guide in regards to the blinking blue light error state that some North American users have been experiencing since purchasing the new PS4. Shortly after the console's release on Friday, it seems some were getting a blinking blue light that normally precedes a hard shutdown. No video or audio output is transmitted during that time. According to the PlayStation.com, some of the issues associated with the blue um, with the blue lights. Um, is uh, no audio, obviously, blinking blue light, no audiovisual output, and console powering down after the blinking blue light. They have uh, indicated four possible reasons for the issue. 
but it could be something unknown to them as they're investigating the issue further. Some of the causes include or are not limited to TV compatibility, issues of the PlayStation 4 power supply, the PS4 hard drive, or issues with other PS4 hardware. Uh, that seems a better way of saying that you might have a defective unit. Uh, some issues were resolved by updating the firmware of your television. Now, some of the options for troubleshooting... Uh, Quote, turning the PlayStation 4 off completely. This is a tradition. This is traditional when you are having any sort of technical issue with electronic device. Always restart it. Uh, even if you call in for customer support, that'll always tell you to reboot the machine first. Mm -hmm. uh, disconnect the PS4 AC cord uh, from the electrical outlet. Also check the HDMI cord and the AC cord for any conspicuous damage or anomalies. For some of the other troubleshooting options, you can go to the... Um, Go to the lazygeeks.com where within the article I have the link for the PlayStation.com. Um, it's too early to tell. Um, as it is early into the launch of the new console, it seems that it will take time before they may find what's causing the issues with the PlayStation 4. While Sony hasn't acknowledged many of the issues, they assure everyone that less than 1% of the users are experiencing issues. Uh, and that's good unless you're part of the 1%. Yeah. yeah, the ratio isn't that bad, but it just no, sucks. I mean, yeah, it's like a million. Because you're not, you're not going to hear on the news. You're not going to hear on the news. Ninety-nine percent of PS4s are working great. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to hear. There's a bunch of PS4s that are broken. You know, so... or it's just one dude that's just going crazy on the forums. <laughs> yeah, I also um another blinking light error that that system has. Uh, they it has a blinking red light too. Um, I did find a lot of people were like, oh, it's like the red ring of death. Well, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> I found out that that means the system is overheating and it's turned itself off um, as a safety measure. They said Sony was like, well, just leave it off for a little bit and it should be fine. If it, if it continues, then it's defective. But I guess like if you have it, the system, uh, like anything electronic, needs to be well ventilated. And a lot of people like to tuck it in between their fucking sock collection and yeah. trash can. Um, so if that's happening, try to put it in like a well ventilated area and see and how it goes. That sounds like the same thing the Xbox supposedly has, where it'll tell you, "Hey, you're you're running a little hot. Um, we're about to crash on you." So that's yeah. Mac, that's Microsoft's version. I mean, it's <laughs> that's how Microsoft usually handles their, their Windows, things. <laughs> Windows does that. Like if your computer's overheating, it goes, "Hey, um, no. you're about to lose everything." <laughs> yeah, actually, Windows just turns off. It's yeah. just, nope, because it's protecting the parts. You know, that's fine. <laughs> Linux is actually cute. Like it goes, <laughs> Linux, is, <laughs> Linux tells you the temperature. It goes, your CPU is like a million degrees. So <laughs> you might want to save your things and uh, fuck off. You know, so. Yeah, we're about to shut down now. Peace out. <laughs> Later. All right. Speaking of the Xbox, dun dun dun. So one huge advantage the PS3 has over the Xbox 360 is the ability to play Blu-ray discs. Back when uh, Blu-ray was new, it had competition with HD DVD. Uh, awesome. <laughs> By the way, I bat I thought HD DVD was gonna win. <laughs> really? I, I don't remember why. I was just like, I think it's because I had an Xbox, but I just wanted it to win. Um, <laughs> Once I heard porn was going blue, I was like, oh, it's over. No, it's over. Um, <laughs> Microsoft bet on the wrong horse and supported the HD DVD format instead of Blu-ray. They paid for it. 
Um, the Xbox One, however, will support Blu-ray playback, which adds to its already extensive list of media features. Uh, however, while it will play Blu-rays, it won't support 3D Blu-ray playback, as confirmed by a Microsoft re- representative. The feature could be added in, fu- in the future, however. The PS3, on the other hand, supports Blu-rays, both 3D and otherwise, which is sort of embarrassing, seeing as it's getting old at this point. The PS4 plays Blu-rays as well, and why, while it's been stated that the the console will support 3D games, none out at launch, though. Um, there is no specific wording in regards to 3D Blu-rays. Uh, while this feature could be added in the future, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal for most. 3D movies um, have always been a niche market and has been on the decline lately. This shouldn't be a make-or-break feature for the Xbox One in the end. I mean, it's kind of like, really, guys, you couldn't throw the code in? as, <laughs> But honestly, like the whole 3D movie thing... It's not that big of a deal anymore. Yeah, it, it, I know. It seems the the fad is completely dead out. For one, it gives a bunch of people headaches. Yeah. It gives me the fucking spins. Like, I can watch it in the theater, and I'm okay. But if I watch it at someone's house, and I keep looking away from the screen because I'm looking around, or people are walking in front of me in actual 3D... <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking I freak out like I'm like oh my god I can't do this shit you know so yeah um, yeah to me it doesn't really matter I I don't think I ever would support 3D Blu-ray just simply because I it I don't particularly like 3D anyway so because 3D is always so fucking campy like it's so rare that you find a 3D movie that isn't just throwing it at you to prove that it can do 3D yeah I mean the only one that's ever done 3D well has always been kind of like the Disney movies when they did 3D because it's been it's depth I actually liked um I liked uh, Thor in 3D I saw that in in 3D in the theater and Mm. uh that was pretty good I actually liked um Star Trek Into Darkness in 3D the big, mm-hmm. the big reason why I liked it was because it was actually very, very clean. Another problem that I have with 3D is generally in an action sequence, because it's it's cut up, it blurs. Yeah, and then you're just losing quality yeah. and quality for gimmick, and that's never yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Well, as we do each and every week, we find the company, person, or entity that does something that completely reeks of douchebaggery, and they become... The Lazy Gigs Douchebag of the Week. This week, our douchebag is CBS. And I will tell you why, and you will completely understand. One of the biggest problems with long-running and successful television series is that the network executives think that people will blindly follow a series into a new incarnation. There have been a few that have made it work after the original series left the airwaves. Frasier comes to mind, but many of them fall well within their first season. After MASH, Joey, and many others fell to the idea that people would blindly follow a weak spinoff. CBS is the latest network to fall onto that we-can't-lose-this-show-blade. How I Met Your Mother will have a pilot for a new series entitled How I Met Your Dad. Yep, you heard that. Uh, How I Met Your Mother creator, executive producers, Craig Bays and... Uh, Carter Bays and Craig Thomas are behind this potential new series alongside Emily Spivey up from Up All Night. And the idea will follow, get this, a relationship from the female point of view. That no one cared about in the yeah. first place. 
Yeah, this is the networks that tend to squeeze water out of a stone. Uh, they claim the series will be a kindred spirit to the original series, but won't be involved with the original series at all. Bayes says on, says on Twitter that none of these characters will be introduced in the final episodes of How I Met Your Mother. Regardless of what you think of the last few seasons of the series, you have... Um, you have to think that this is a bad idea all the way around. No one can have the faintest idea that this will make it past pilot, much less beyond a first season. I'm still upset that the series has pushed into nine seasons when it could have reached a logical conclusion at the end of eight. Yeah. I don't... I... How I Met Met Your Mother, for me, is is a great show. But it's one of those shows that I get bored with like because for one the whole gimmick of um you know how he's going to meet the mother I don't like things like that and I'm I'm in a small minority but I don't like television when it does that tease 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 it doesn't make me want to keep watching it it just goes fuck you, you. you, you know, balls every week yeah I'm like I'm done with this I don't care the show is good because the acting is great and the, I went the that individual in high school. I don't need that again <laughs> exactly um, the individual storylines are awesome, but I, I, I don't. And I told I, I told you earlier, it's like uh, when they made that eighty show. It's like stop milking. Yeah. Like, you, you're, we know what you're doing. We see what you're doing. Make original content. No one's gonna watch this shit. You yeah. Because the big problem is, is that you're simply you're you're going after a gimmick and not getting what everybody like why everyone liked these other shows like that 70 show or cheers or mash or how i met your mother it's simply because the cast the writing everything worked and it was new when mm-hmm. you just simply you know after mash or that 80 show or now this one it's like yeah no well that's what that's what fucking these execs don't get is that the gimmick is like the least important. Yeah. yeah, it needs to make sense. You know what I mean? But the gimmick isn't important. It's, it's the acting and the writing. And, I mean, because if you really look at some really popular sitcoms, like uh, let's pull um, Roseanne. Like Roseanne. What's the gimmick there? Not yeah. a, a just low, like a low middle, a lower middle class family. That's the gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. You know, it was the acting and the sto- and the story stories that were written and stuff like that. And that goes for any great television series. Well, look at Big Bang Theory. Yeah, there's what no gimmick. The, well, the gimmick is two nerd, smart. two geeks live ne- live across the hall from a bu- uh, hot blonde. That's yeah, been that's done it. how many times? Yeah, yeah. And it's been done many times with failure. It's yeah. been done many times without failure because it's the writing and the acting, <laughs> and they don't fucking get it. Yeah. Like they'll make this crazy, weird uh, fucking format that worked two times before maybe, and they throw a bunch of no names in it that don't know how to fucking act and don't mix well, and then they go, "Why isn't this working?" <laughs> it's like, how are you making more money than me? Yeah. Like seriously, I can blatantly see why this isn't working out. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, a couple a couple of years ago, like the biggest problem that CBS has had is trying to fall, find a series that falls perfectly right behind How I Met Your Mother that makes it. That 8:30 slot was a killer. The only ones that actually succeeded out of that was, I think, um, I'm trying to remember, there was one show. Oh, it was there was one show that made it, and then they moved it, and then they had a bunch of failures in between and until they found um, Two Broke Girls, which actually was the 830 slot. But they had this one show, this one show, 
that was a blatant ripoff. The only difference was it was from the best friend's point of view, and it lasted six episodes and then got yanked. Even during the pilot, I was like, oh, my God, this is how I met your mother. It's like this is blatant. I can see this. And it wasn't funny. The characters weren't that what great. What show was that? It was a show. It was. It had. It, it was funny too because it had Jason Biggs, um, uh, the chick from Scrubs, the blonde, the blonde chick, and um, it lasted like six episodes. And I remember watching it, going, "Oh, Jason Biggs. I kind of like him. I'll see what it is." And it died. And I saw it. and I was like, "Oh my god, this is a blatant ripoff." And it was funny too because the next day, like everybody was like, "Yeah, this is this is how I met your mother." If it was done badly. <laughs> um, I'm I'm on his. Uh... Oh, I forgot Jason Biggs was doing Leonardo in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV series. I forgot he did that. Oh, jeez. I'm looking for um the show because I can't. Mad Love. Yeah, that was, that was it. it. Yeah, that show was horrible. Um. I mean, don't listen to me. I, I hate most television. <laughs> but, but, like, take a show like Two Broke Girls. Two, two Broke Girls, the gimmick is dumb. Yeah. Like, the, 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 the ways that they've succeeded and failed in that show are so stupid. Like, it's so corny. And the, it, it, that, to me, is what, what I call a one-liner show. Like, yeah. everything's a one-liner. You know, but it's good because you like the chicks. Yeah, they're easy to look at, but they're they're good actresses, definitely, and and they're funny, and and the supporting cast is funny and stuff like that. But that's a that exact format, if done with different people, oh, yeah. would suck. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's like, I don't know. It's and even two broke girls. Sometimes I get I watch an episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. It, it is a hit and miss show. Like you're a snarky bitch and you're yeah. you don't know anything about being poor. Yeah. Yay. You know, but <laughs> it's a good show. I mean, yeah. you know, but there's so many there's so much bad television on. Yeah. That's it's hard. It's it's just hard. <laughs> it's just hard. Uh, are you still talking about television or are you talking about something else, right? <laughs> well, you know what it is. <laughs> All right, into site comments. Uh, <laughs> first one is you, dude. Ugh. Oh shit! How that? My show notes stopped. My show notes shut down. But thankfully, I got that solid state drive, so it came right back up. Uh, <laughs> so this is um from Cheap Boss Attack. It's kind of a cool name. Um, from Mega Man Ten appearing in Dead Rising Three article, which is fairly recent. It's nice to get a comment on a recent article, not one I wrote three fucking years ago. Um. <laughs> You could unlock the Mega Buster in the original Dead Rising for the Xbox 360, which also had uh, Mega Man references inside of inside of it, like Servbot Helms. Nothing new. This is the launch title I'm most looking forward to. So I guess this is just icing on the cake. I thought now I didn't make references to the helmet or the Helms, but I'm pretty sure I said you could get the weapon in uh, Dead Rising, the original Dead Rising, and I'm gonna look it up. Because this fucking asshole <laughs> try to catch me slipping. You know what I mean? You can read your comment. I'm just going to look it up in the background. All right. Mr. M.A. on uh, Brian Singer's talks about uh, – takes to Twitter in regards to X-Men uh, uh, Days of Future Past. Uh, it's so nice to see that Xavier's molecules decided to be friends again after all that they've um, gone through with the Phoenix. Um 
Yeah, it, it, well, actually, it was funny because, like, I was, um, you know, yeah, knowing that he died, I knew he wasn't dead. Xavier's died how many times in the comics? Like, billion Too times. Much. Um, about as many times as the um, Fantastic Four got evicted out of the Baxter building. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I remember watching um, The Wolverine and, uh, you know, waiting for the, uh, the post credit scene. And you've seen, you know, you see uh, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Um, but if you're a fan of Wolverine, you should have seen it anyway. Um, but uh, you see Magneto pop in, you know, the, the shot with Magneto. And the crowds go, the, the crowd that I was in, they went nuts. And then all of a sudden you hear Xavier's voice and everybody's like, <gasps> you see him rolling out and just like everybody goes nuts. So it's like. That's cool. Rolling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just came out with his arms up. He's like, hate is gonna hate. <laughs> oh. oh, and by the way, I found that article. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mega Man, uh, third paragraph down, I quote myself. Um, this isn't the first time we've seen something from the Mega Man universe in a Dead Rising game either. You may remember the Mega Buster in the first Dead Rising. You obtained the weapon when you unlocked the zombie genocide or achievement in the game. Boom! <laughs> Read the whole article. Cheap boss attack. <laughs> Unless he was just agreeing with me. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's always cool too. Uh, Dead but Rising if, 3, Xbox But you have, this is November both responses. Day. This is both responses. If you were agreeing with me, cool. If you weren't, fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to do the whole thing, you know. <laughs> then you don't have to clarify later. Exactly. Uh, by the way, um, last sentence of that article, Dead Rising 3, Xbox One, November 22nd. So, I don't know why I felt like I needed to plug that, but <laughs> I like the Dead Rising series. This Friday, basically. Yeah. All right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you to check out the website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Also, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content, including the Lazy Ring of Death and our brand new monthly podcast, Geek in a Life. Uh, if you have any questions for us on the podcast, email us at podcast at lazygeeks at the lazygeeks.com be sure to let us know which podcast you're referring to also uh like us on facebook or add us to your circle on google plus that's uh plus.google.com slash plus sign the lazy geeks one word follow us on twitter at the lazy geeks or you can follow me at tlg steven vargas or adam over there at tlg adam riley we also are are on instagram the lazy geeks one word uh, the Lazy Geeks theme is provided by Kevin McLeod, so be sure to comment on this because if you do, we may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. Yeah.